Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Right, we are back after about two and a half months, which we do apologise for, but we've just not been able to sit down. But this is the Red Wheel Podcast. We're here in February on a little bit milder uh, Thursday night at Woodside Road. James and Spencer, how are we doing, Spence? Hola. Hola, oh yeah, he's just been in Spain, so he's speaking Spanish. He's been C O V A, yeah, we we C C Hola Guapa, as you're saying to all the ladies out there. Um how are we doing? We yeah. all right? All good. It's been, so, uh, this, is, this, this is, I think, the first time we've done this since... The end of November, wasn't it? Before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> Did you eat lots of turkey? <laughs> that feels like a mile away, doesn't it? It's like, why are we talking about Christmas still? Um, it's been an up and down couple of months of Worthing, and uh, the men's team still in the playoff zones. Yeah. And we're, I think when we're talking now, I think we're sitting fifth. Um, a couple of losses this week, last past week, you know, um, a complete thriller that you missed on Saturday, which was just crazy football against St Albans, 5-4. Only nine goals. Nine goals, as you'd think. How have we come out the losers there? Um, and also we lost to Tunbridge the week before after convincingly beating Dartford in the week. In the week. It's just, this league is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, you know, I think if you take away maybe top three, bottom three, I think anyone can beat anyone on any given day even do you refer back to that Tombridge game first 45 minutes I, I heard we to, should have been away with I it. said to quite a few people Tombridge are the worst team I've seen this year you, it's, so it's your fault it's <laughs> your fault <laughs> they were terrible we were really good and uh, 90 minutes you come away with a defeat I think that's just how this league works it's just, it's just crazy like you know you just see it. I think this uh, we said it at the beginning of the season if you don't take your chances it's often going to go the wrong side of the um, wrong side of the score, isn't it? You know, and uh, but it's amazing to see that even with sort of like we had pretty 
dismal December. Uh, we just absolutely smashed it in January. Ended up Adam Hinchel winning manager of the month, which often is the curse, and it has been the curse. I have it. I have it with Cholton. You know, whenever like we've won manager of the month in the past, <laughs> end up losing the following few games. But um, a very important game coming up against Oxford. I think we can say it is the real marker of the season, isn't it? You know, like I think there there are a couple of places above us. Yeah, it's where where the phrase six pointer starts getting banded yeah, around because this is you don't want to think about it, but when it gets to the end of February, beginning of March, this is when you really got it's a business end this is where you start we're, this league, we're, the league table starts forming you know this is when results and runs start yeah we're getting there we're getting there and in the back of my mind as well the cynic in me is still thinking right we're middle of feb there might still be some bad weather around the corner which means uh we may be all right on fixtures but others might start getting some pile up yeah we've got an action-packed um action-packed uh february um with as you say, if there's this other spell of rubbish weather, it could be a postponement or two. But hopefully, it's not going to be too bad. Yeah, and we got Dover out of the way. Yeah, Thank Dover God. out of the way. We don't need to go down there on a Tuesday night anymore. Well, you missed that one because you couldn't be bothered, could you? So, Spencer, uh, we're talking about Dover away and everything like that. But talking about away, as, as I'm sure you've realised, when our Pete's away again, if he's ever going to come back on the podcast. So, I've had to call on the services of Stu Evans, <laughs> who loves a podcast, doesn't he? You know, oh, we, we love Stu. Yeah. And he did such a good job the first time I had to cope with everything. I had so many inundated requests. So are you going to sack Spencer? Are you going to sack Pete? We need Stu as a permanent replacement, didn't I? Nice to do. No. <laughs> the only reason he said he's here and he'll go on and do it with us, he's sitting here for 45 minutes to lock well, the place we, up. We could sit here and go at popular demand, but that'd just be a lie. Yeah, so. no one cares. <laughs> <popular demand. laughs> of course it's popular demand, but um, Stu, thanks for joining us and filling in for Pete. Um, Pleasure, well, it's the stuff, the usual, the youth stuff. How's, how's the youth stuff going right now? Yeah, like, like, yeah superb, mate. Like, honestly, this I, I repeat myself most of the weeks, but uh, the stuff, the boys coming in through the youth teams, the talent's unreal. Well, um, we're seeing it on, they're all coming in for the men's team. There's so many players this season. Yeah. There's the Austin, the latest one, you know, coming in and breaking into the men's team, just doing such a good mm-hmm. job. Obviously, Joe Rye's become a real integral part of the team and he's missed, he's injured. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It, again, like, and, uh, what's the latest in the Cups? We're not, are we in any of the Cups anymore? Uh, so, yeah, the County Cup, we've got a game on Sunday against Chai. Um, in the morning, um, can't remember. That's the quarter. Might be the quarterfinal of the cup. Uh, except from that, we're out of all the all the cups, unfortunately. Um, no, mate, it's going like going really well. Obviously, Chops made his finish up with made his debut midweek. Um, I think he might even be involved with the squad on Saturday. It's just another one. Um, it could have Chopper. We could have Joe Ryan and Ruben all playing on on Saturday, which at National League South, uh, it's an unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable amount of players from the youth set up um, so we just got to keep finding the next the next talent and we had a game here last night um, 16s with 5 of the under 15s involved against Stennings 18s uh, and demolished them 11-0 um, absolutely and the 15s came in scored two goals um, put in unbelievable performances didn't look out of place at all so I honestly there is more to come um, yeah. through that through the, the youth ranks just kind of and I think it's also important where you can see there's a an end product. You can see the chops and Lou and people like that getting involved. See the pathway. Yeah, if, if there's no yeah, pathway yeah, yeah. there, then then there's no motivation for the boys to work hard. I, I might be really wrong here. So I've been to a couple of recent under 18 games. Mm-hmm. So like Whitehawk and yeah. Ogner. Mm-hmm. I think some of the under 16s have been involved. Yeah, they have. Yeah. The under 18s. Yeah. You know, so that's already you know that's already a progression just there. 100. percent Yeah, 100. Uh, percent I think we're, we're, tonight they're playing Hastings. Just checked my phone. It's one all currently. Um, two of them came on half time tonight as well. Um, 16. So yeah, I mean, again, there'll be more coming from the 14s, 15s. They're, they're, mm. they're a talented group. We are so. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's great to see. And, you know, as we said last season, the beginning of the season, we're now looking at players that are going to be up to the standard of national self. So it's testament to yourself and the coaches and, you know, the scouting and getting them in mm-hmm. that they're now proving themselves at this level. And it must be. Yeah. So I know we always say as a joke, it's like a proud dad moment, isn't it? You know, oh, it's what I sounds really extreme. But it's what I live almost in terms of this club. Um, it's, Chops coming on at half time, um, coming on second half on, on on Tuesday night was unbelievable experience for me. Again, seeing another one coach Chops at 15, 16, um, seeing him. I just want more. See one more, like see Chops getting on, Lou getting on. I just want to see it more. Than- Do you think you'll see many more this season? Is there any on the fringe um, at the moment? Good question. You may see one or two more involved this year. Um, I think more moving into to next season, to be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's there for them. Right. Nath's really good at it. Nath will quite happily drop a first year and second year at 18 if they're not performing and throwing 16. Um, got no issues with that whatsoever. Um, so yeah, it's a testament to everybody at the club, really, to be honest with you, in terms of how well we're doing with the youth setup. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it, it's exciting to see because I think anyone natural that likes football mm-hmm. is going to be excited to see a youth player coming through the ranks. You know, unfortunately, like, I support a club outside of here, Charlton that rely on youth and they get pushed too soon but you can see mm-hmm. at a level like this it's a different standard and you know yeah, they move absolutely. up like that and it's, it's just great it's unreal it's unreal mate so men's team doing well Hinch <laughs> a manager in a month yeah um, what's it been like being around the boys I mean it's, it must be a bit of a roller coaster of emotions right uh, now well, it's frust- boys, frustration to ecstasy yeah. I mean, we're not going as far as doing what uh, him says Dean Cox taking photos in the dressing room in all the movies. But uh, no. what's it been like? What's it been like? It's, yeah, as you said, mate, roller coaster. Um, yeah, there's never a dull moment with them. Yeah, I mean, it's like I say, it's, it's a roller coaster with these boys. Um, there's never a dull moment. Um, I just want to win a game comfortably 2 0 and just go, I go, that's good. Won that, won that easy. Um, but I think it's yeah, part of what fans enjoy, I guess, is that kind of. Uh, excitement, um, playing good football, and not knowing whether we're going to win games. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been good. The boys are in good spirits. They see tonight with training. They're in good spirits. They're a good bunch of lads. I know where they need to improve, and and I think we'll we will definitely do that Saturday. Sad to see Callum go. Obviously, he went last week. He went to Haven, and he was an integral part of the squad that won the league last year. And he's been playing well this year. Was it a sad moment to see him go? From a, I know you can't sit there and like mope around, but from a coach's point of view, like being around the squad, he was a good guy. Yeah, um, yeah, I love Cal. Cal's a good lad, real good lad. Um, integral part for me, like the change room in terms of his the um, creating a good atmosphere in there. Um, I think from a personal point of view, kind of, I feel he kind of lost his way towards the end with us. Um, and probably it's probably a good move for him at this point because he wasn't starting week in, week out for us. You can see that his head was dropping a bit. Um, and because everybody else is performing really well. Um, no, um, yeah, no detrimental effect to, to Cowan. Like he's, he, mate, he's, he's doing, yeah, he needs to get the move under his belt. He needs to, he needs to move on. Um, yeah, wish him all the best. But yeah, he'd be missed, mate, 100%. So, I was just going to say, does that mean uh, Stu could replace him in the IB for three? Are you going to go raving with the boys well, this summer in IB for? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, like Cal go, it's an opportunity for someone else, isn't it? And yeah. Maybe, maybe one of the youngsters. And yeah, well, Stu, Stu, you get, get on the IB. Yeah, maybe. Um, nah, definitely not going to IB for. Definitely not going to IB for. Too old. Too old for that. I'll be the yeah. I'll be the one going to bed at nine o'clock. No, nah, he. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, he'd be coming in and scoring four goals on 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 uh, Tuesday night. I mean, this is how football works, isn't it? One person leaves, and you get your chance to go in and, and make an impact. And and then if you don't, then you get shipped out, and another one comes in. It's just the way it is. But 
yeah, hopefully one of the youth team players can step in. Um, that's what happened with Ruben this year. JB got ill and then Ruben stepped in and hasn't lost his place. Um, could be that Lewis Fawn, unfortunately, getting injured. Chops came into his position. It's just the way football works. And, yeah. and, um, it's got to take every kind of moment that you're given, mm-hmm. you're given and, and do your max, basically. So, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think it's time we should maybe sit down with the manager in a month, Adam have a little chat with him and see what he has to say about his award and maybe we'll touch on his uh, new famous viral song that you've heard. Mm-hmm. Have you heard it, Stu? No, I haven't. You do. Anyway, over <laughs> to you, Adam. I think we need to add it on at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we'll add it on. We'll add it on. Anyway, yeah, over. People listening to the end. Yeah. Over to Adam. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So, I know. Yeah. yeah. So, we're joined by the Vanarama manager of the month of January. Adam, what a, what a testament well to the work you've done. Well done, mate. Like, yes. Must have been quite a... Was it a surprise to receive it? Were you shocked? Um, no, I felt we had a good month, yeah. but I prefer not to have it. I was February. <laughs> Why is that? Jesus Christ, <laughs> is it the yeah. jinx? I told you, mate. Yeah, so it's the jinx, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, saying about the jinx, yeah. The curse of the manager of the month. No, it's definitely, definitely happened, isn't it? But um, no, yeah, it was a great month. I thought we, we played some really good stuff. Um, you know, the most pleasing aspect of the month was uh, clean sheets we kept as well um, oh yeah that was really encouraging um, so yeah pleased um, obviously a bit of a dip in the last couple of performances yeah. Um, but yeah want to get back to what we know we can do it must have been quite enjoyable to um, beat Dover because of the way obviously the way we were treated earlier in the season and turning out it must have just been like to, to so convincingly win that was such a great game like you must have been really happy with that result it's one that sticks out for me in January no, oh, yeah, obviously, I think that come on the back of, was it Dartford? So it's Dartford, two, yeah, two, two big, yeah, 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 brilliant. And, you know, two two big clubs uh, for this level. Um, you know, I think Dartford might even be full-time, then like hybrid three mornings and that as well. So, yeah, you know, really, really good scout that was. And yeah, we was full of confidence and, you know, things were, were going really well. Um, so, d- delighted with that result, like I say, yeah. for, to make us travel down there on, on the day. They've done it to a few teams now. And, um, sorry, he's, a, he's a busy man. He's a busy he's, man. He's very, po- he's very popular, but we're, no, we're, we're, was, we're, we're the ones that have got him. That better not be someone coming in for no, you, Adam. No, that was... Uh, <laughs> Is it Tiger Woods? He's foaming off, didn't it, the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah in the interview, yeah. So he's, he's trying to upstate his Tiger Woods. He's like, yeah, he's yeah, obviously <laughs> the best people in the sports <laughs> land in the world. Oh, be done. I think his one was alarm, though, not a focal. Oh, at um, least it wasn't the um, yeah. the noise that was in the background of the BBC studio. I'm oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I don't know if you know, Big Z was trying to do that to behind Pete on my commentary the other week. It didn't come out. It didn't come out. I was listening and he said, I've just done it. And I was like, oh, no, it didn't come out. He's like, damn it. So you have to do it again in the season. Oh, that's But no, going back to it, I mean, it's. Uh, you know, it's it must be frustrating that you've come away from Saturday's game with nine goals scored at Woodside between both teams. You're on the wrong end of the scoreline. That must have been very frustrating to be managing the team with. Oh, it was, yeah. Like, I thought, one, the lad showed great grit and determination to keep coming back. Yeah. Um, but whenever we thought, right, we're back to three all, we're back to four all, we've got a bit of momentum now. And then we'd go and, yeah, go and concede so straight away. And it was... Um, very disappointing because of that. Because I thought we could have each time gained some momentum. Even like you got like full credit playing against a, a top side, we've gone two 0 down, um, but I still felt we could click into gear and go on to win the game. And the lad showed that. So it's just disappointing that the, the manner we conceded the goals. Um, you Wait know, <laughs> the manner the manner we conceded them. I thought um, 
Like the third goal where we're trying to play out, like I take full responsibility and I said to the boys, like if we can see goals like that, I think it's quite easy to, to solve coaching wise. So I can coach you through it. The other four goals were us not sensing danger and not being switched on and letting runners go or making bad decisions to make challenges when we've got loads of bodies back and you know that's that's a bit tougher to try and coach coach players um, yeah. so we've got to learn very quickly they are a young group and like I say testament to them to keep going and make make a game of it each time they've gone behind but um, I mean we did think but like line ago we thought at one stage where the 2-0 down we were like please don't let it be an Ebbs because it just felt it was going to be one of those games but to get it back to the 2-0 and like as you said the turn, and I actually I'll blame it's my fault because I said when they scored I said when we scored our fourth I said we're going to win this 5-4 no, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone did yeah. everyone felt the momentum be with us yeah. Fans would have got behind us then. So I felt that St Albans has kind of just their sort of momentum had just dropped, and I thought, yeah, no, that's it. That we're going to end up taking. We this was, game. Yeah, really committing players forward, getting bodies forward, and you know, really sort of taking the game to them. And I said, said to the lads, I showed them tonight, and just said, you know, that's what I want. I want five of you going to get in the box. I don't want it to be a case of we're doing that because we're behind and we're chasing the game. You know, we've got to, we've got to start yeah. games with that kind of mentality. Um, yeah. You know, almost um, a, a controlled aggression. Um, call it like legal aggression at the yeah. moment. That's what we need, um, and we need to start games like that. A little bit, a little bit pissed off, a little yeah. bit, you know, like we're losing yeah. and yeah, that you know, fire in the belly. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah, because yeah. I think when we're in that sort of state of mind, then our passing becomes sharper, everything becomes sharper, and it's it's tough how we play. We want them to be really aggressive and on the front foot, mm. and um, to then when they've got the ball, be nice and calm and relaxed and make passes. Like we've seen the stats have come out and, you know, we've got two players in the top five. That's that amazing. Like that just came out today, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Which which is how we want to play, what I believe in. But at the same time, it is, it is difficult to go from being nice and calm, relaxed to then switching on when they've got the ball to be aggressive. So I think the state of mind we need to get in is to be aggressive. And I think then that sharpens everything up. Yeah. Even when you're on the ball, you're, mentally a bit sharper yeah. to deal with it so that's what we've got, got to work on but let's say we're not going to hide behind anything any referees decisions no. or nothing like that um, yeah we could talk about referees yeah. decisions for our, <laughs> but, our podcast couldn't we no, but I, I think yeah. everyone respects you for that the, yeah. the, the, when you need to hold your hands up yeah you, you yeah, do, yeah. yeah 100% he does oh, right? like, um, Tunbridge second half I definitely yeah, I've got to take full responsibility there they changed shape and I didn't give the players clear enough instruction I sort of dealt with what I see first half. Yeah. They've made a change at second half and it's taken me too long to... Yeah. So I've, I've got... You know, I'm still learning. I don't feel like yeah. I we've, know we've, all the we've, answers. We've and discussed the Tom Bridge yeah. game. It was, yeah, that's yeah. an absolute mad game yeah, two halves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it, 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 <laughs> I, like, I thought it was on for our centre-backs to give it to full-backs first half. Second half it wasn't. We had to play a bit more centrally and... You know, it's down to me to see that and tell the players that that's where I want it to go. And, you know, what I want is the players to recognise themselves, ideally. But, you know, I've got to be instigating and be a bit more um, switched on there myself. Yeah. Um, but, like I say, the, the game on game on Saturday, I think, you know, the players have got to take a bit of responsibility. Mm -hmm. that, you know, the third goal, like I say, we'll take responsibility for that because we're trying to play more yeah, away. Of course. Yeah. Um, the other ones is just players switching off, yeah. and yeah. You know, the one at the end from a long ball, and then Miki's just come on and not track the runner. Um, you know, stuff like that. We've got to learn, yeah. And it is a pretty young team, and they're learning, yeah. Is it? That's it, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and but I think 
Like in those two games, you can't fault the effort and nothing no, like not that. Um, you know, that's teams always just laid down after that yeah. second goal. I think we've lost this, so that we're not going to. Yeah, then no. could have ended up getting smashed. They, they kept know. going, but like I say, you, they've got to learn very quickly for this level that you can't concede the goals that we're doing. They're, they're too cheap. Yeah, you know? big and big loss not having Aaron Racine in the team. And is, yeah. is he out? From I understand for another four games after this, or um, is it another three? It's 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 one of them. So start of the season. He says he's got this trip coming up. It's his dead 60th. He's now 63 through COVID. They've not yeah. been able to go away. Obviously, losing my father last year, I'm like, you've got to go. Yeah, of course. Be away yeah, with, absolutely. Yeah. Be away with, yeah, your family comes first yeah. and everything like that. But then it just pans out you're playing all the top teams <laughs> in the round. You know when he goes. So, and it's great Saturday, time, Aaron. Uh, yeah. yeah, Saturday, Tuesday. Oh, exactly. Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. We've got St. Albans. We've got quarterfinal at Sussex City Cup. We've got. Oxford that are up there as well so the timing of it could have been better and, and Kane was away with work on Tuesday as well quarter final of the yes. Senior Cup um, so it was just like connect like it's no disrespect to the rest of the team but like I did notice on Saturday like Aaron, you really do miss Aaron he's such a sort of linchpin in that in that squad it's, when he's not playing you really do it's even the organisation he's, he's the leader stuff. he's the organiser yeah. at the yeah. back isn't he Exactly that, and he's like a big player on and off the pitch for us. And also, I've got to say, mentioned for Joe Ryan as well. That oh, yeah. He's a big loss. He's a big yeah. loss. He's a, become a big player for us yeah. this year. And How long is um, he out for? So now? he's trained tonight and he should be available Saturday. That, so that, well, we, we talked, well, I was going to move on to Saturday in a minute, but it, uh, a, I think we said already, I think this could be a turning point for our season Saturday. I think we beat Oxford, then I think it will be playoffs at least yeah. for us. But is that what your sort of mentality well, behind it is as yeah, well? Are you we, just looking at any other game? Yeah, just look look to go and get back to our performance level, really. Um, I think if we hit that, then, you know, it would be a test for any yeah. team at this level. And, you know, it's, it's down to, to myself and and all the players when we turn up that, to find that to find that rhythm, to find yeah. what we do, what we do best. Yeah, um, it'll be a tough game, you know, the, the game here against yeah. Oxford, you know, was that the one we won one nil? They, they hit yeah. the post about we, four we times. We stole yeah. that game. We stole yeah. that game on another day. They would have scored five or six. Well, they hit the oh, post. Yeah. Still would work out four times, didn't they? You know that was that was one of those games. So it's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, um, I have to ask as well, Adam. Obviously, we've been a couple of months. Callum Keeley's left the club now. Yep. Disappointed, or you know, like how did that all come about? Because it was quite a surprise for all of us. Because obviously, we know he wasn't getting starting all the time, but you know, he, he was an important player for us. And he came on from the bench. Disappointed to lose him, like you know, what was the whole background behind it? Um, <laughs> he's obviously was our top goal scorer at the time. He wasn't starting week in week out. We, I think, we found a way of playing where it was more it was getting our strikers to drop a little bit to make. Uh, an overload in the middle of the pitch and have wide players really high and wide, which didn't really suit Cal's game. He wanted to be a number nine, and when he was coming on, he was coming on out wide right, which yeah. he wasn't too keen on. And obviously, growing a little bit frustrated with what he, but ultimately, um, he's been offered the chance to go to full time training in the mornings, which suits his work and everything, and get offered probably near on double what he's getting here in terms of wages, um, on a two-year contract. Um, you know, as a club, we could have, he's on contract with us, we could have been stubborn and said, no, you're not going, you're going to stay here to the end of the season, um, whether that's the right thing to do. But just sense that he was growing a little bit frustrated, whether um, 
no, to find the right word of yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no
It's going to be a bit yeah. disgruntled, but but you're never going as a manager. You're yeah. never going to make every player happy because there's always no, going to be people it, on the bench. You already got eleven players on that pitch. Plus, as managing a healthy competition, no, that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, just to sort of talk about players, you have got to shout out. You know, Harris and Mel was just you know, I mean, blinded. I okay, forget about Saturday, but you know, he's he's been blinded in the last few months, hasn't he? Like, he's yeah, just, just been getting better week in like week with, out with the clean sheets in January. I think he starts to get um, some recognition that he deserves. Um, you know, the amount of times he's come in frustrated with his defence for how cheap the goals have been in front of him. You know, he's got... Him and Joe, I think, have got a similar mindset to myself where we just hate losing. Yeah. We probably hate losing more than we enjoy winning. Um, and then to have got that about yeah. them as well, they share that mindset. And I think Ollie's one of those as well, you can put <laughs> yeah. that. Because so, I, 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 Ollie sort of, sort of marched past us to his car on Saturday yeah, when we were walking yeah, out. No, and, like, oh, no, and I, I feel bad because like, I got into the minibus at Tunbridge um, and all the fans were in there, the green machine, and I should have made more of an effort to come <laughs> say hello, but honestly, no, we, yeah, we, we, I just, uh, more probably frustrated myself, but I just, yeah, I do. I like, you know, the old average that everybody says as a manager, you don't want to get too high and too low. No. I'm complete opposite. I get very high when we're in. It shows how much you low. care. It shows how much you care. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. If we saw you walking, laughing yeah. and joking when we just watched, lost the game, you'd think, what's wrong with him? Like, you no, know, I think yeah, it just exactly, shows yeah. the passion and determination. No, at the same time, like, it's not that I don't appreciate the fans coming into my courses. I, I you know, felt bad for not making more of an effort, but it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't, think I'm gonna, don't think I'm ever going to change my character. No, don't, please don't. I think when we do lose games, I've got a, I will suffer for a couple of days, and you know that's just how it is. I've got learn, I've that's, learned that's, to deal with good. that. That's I mean? good. You yeah. care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all it is. So you're in. Uh, we're into the uh, next round of Sussex Senior Cup. Is that into the quarters now? I think it semis. Is. Now, is it the semis yeah, now? Semis. So you must have eyes on that trophy again can we actually finally get there and like no, you know no. just only going to bloody Brighton in the final yeah. again but I'd love a Bogner final no. I mean that would be brilliant I, I, I think ultimately I think Crowbar would be a bit disappointed that they fell apart at the end really yeah um, I thought they was, they was good they was better than us for a well, long I'm going to give Finch some credit substitutions yeah, change the game. Yeah, yeah. Joel just yeah. but I don't, I don't, I don't think we should have had to needed to resort. I thought there was enough quality out there on the pitch, but you know, I think they showed the quality of them too when they yeah. did come on. Um, but yeah, like you're going into it now, any game in the semi final, we're going to have to perform a lot better than what we did on mm. Tuesday. Um, hopefully, we'll have a few more players to choose upon. Hopefully, Aaron will be back. Hopefully, Kane will be back and. We can give a good account of ourselves, but you get to this stage, isn't this last four semi final? You want to make sure you're in that final now, yep. and that's got to be the target. Another, um, another night out at the MX, yeah, that's it. And still, like I say, it still pains me now our performance because we took great number of fans, it's a great occasion, mm. it's great to see so many there, but. We underperformed yeah. on the day. Like we didn't, I didn't see my team out there. Well, hopefully, if we get there again, there. we'll, um, you know, it's yeah. a learning curve from last year because there's still a lot of the same squad around. And you know, we never, Definitely. you never know, we might get there. Um, just before we finish, uh, you must be happy that Mo Darbray, Josh Chambers has come back to the club, and you know they're playing so well at the moment. Some great signings from you, loan signings, and. Yeah. And Vincent, yeah, yeah as well. Liam Vincent is just brilliant. Like it just seemed to really add it to the squad and sort of bolstered what we already have. You must be pleased with the way they're performing. No, yeah, really, really pleased to, to get them. Like I think they're some some good young talent to add to the young talent that we've got. Um, 
you know, you had them free to Ruben and Joe Ryan, how well they've been performing, like say Harrison and, and Joel. There's a good nucleus of some some good players. And even like for Nichabek, I thought come on and was excellent yeah, when come Austin, on. Austin yeah, Austin yeah, that's it. So like we've got some some good young players as well. And I don't want to stop that that pathway for our young players. But at the same time, if there's good loan players that are available, we've got to look at that as an option as well. And I think we've something that I think we've done throughout the course of the season is is utilise the loan option and brought in some good players at, at the right time for us. So, yeah, really pleased to have them on board. Um, hoping Jesse Starkey might still be able to come and... Yeah, it's it's an interesting because I uh, actually mentioned it on Saturday to It's like, do you still think, like, you know, obviously we've seen, you know, um, Alex Parsons come and personally nothing against it, but I felt, felt he struggled on the game he played. Do you think, you know... Jesse would come back and do you think he would be up to the levels that this league is or is it hard to tell? Yeah, to I, 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 he's definitely got enough quality to, yeah. to play at this level. It's just a case of... Has he done it? Like he hasn't him? done nothing. So it's going to take... Has he been him. training at all with the lads? Um, he did in and out, it's in and out, but he's, yeah, he's, he's spent the season getting, like, he's bought a house and done it up and yeah, I heard. we're hoping now that he can... So, he's, yeah, still might be an option. We, you need still, his brother to come keep and giving him a nudge. Still... Still pestering him to come training. Yeah. He says he needs to do some runs before he comes back yeah, to training. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but you know that could be an option moving forward. But like you say, at the moment we've, I think we, you know, when everyone's back fit, we've got a good, yeah. healthy competition. We're talking about fitness, uh, Jake Robinson. It'd be poor if I didn't ask you. Latest update of him: how's his recovery coming? Do you think we might see him before the end of the season, or is it a next season sort of thing now? <sighs> yeah, I think the season might be. Push too I'm far. sure he wants he's, to, but yeah, yeah he's, but he doesn't he's, want to he's risk in it. really good places. He's out there running now, so I know it's like when you've got the you go through different stages. You know, the, the the first sort of stage, you're just trying to get all the swelling down and get some movement in your leg. Then you get that movement back. Then you're trying to build up a bit of muscle. Then you actually get your trainers on. You can do some running. So all the stages that come. So he's at that stage now where he can get out there and get some running. And, get a bit of a sweat on and yeah. some of his work. Um, then the next thing will be kicking a ball. and yeah. So there's all those stages to go through yet. Um, and he's progressing really well. I'm so, allowed to ask, is he contracted for us next season? Did he sign like, is it like... No, uh, is it? no he's not, not contracted for next season, but pretty much... Yeah. got an agreement that That's he'll good, come yeah. and do pre-season because as we actually. said we just wanted to saw him pre-season first game of the season we said before well, we, our yeah. first game of the season we're unlucky thing just make sure next season we don't get another injury in the first game because then we know uh, something's yeah. haunted with well, his place even, but, even though yeah. he's been injured he's still at games he seems to enjoy the club enjoy the place yeah, so we just want to see what he can do on the pitch for yeah. us because we know it's there and what he did like even Definitely. for the first pre-season the first game of the season he was just brilliant and it's just like you know I yeah. think you know maybe we'd have found ourselves slightly higher in the league or something like that if it had been but sitting fifth at the moment aren't we and uh, you know well in those playoff areas you must be uh, must be pleased oh yeah um, but still still a long way to go yeah. yeah there's a long way to go we need to you know if we find how we can perform in those last 15 games and get a bit of momentum, then... This know, is a time that momentum starts building yeah, if you want to run yeah. in the playoffs at the end of February, beginning of March. But, you know, what we've seen over the last couple of months, Alan, has been brilliant. Thank you. It's been very entertaining football, yet times for Australian football, as I'm sure you can say is an understatement. But let's, we're looking forward to the next month and there's some important games coming up to see where the season pans out. Yeah. Well done again on Manchester Yeah. Oh, and... Um, I heard you were singing Viral Sensation. Yeah, Do you want to sing it? Where the hell is that? Abra, Abra, Modabra. <laughs> <laughs>
well, uh, Hayden, Hayden caught it on you. You were. It was. He said it was a training game. Yeah. Um, where it was a Saturday that's cancelled. It might be in the dark. I don't know if you came in off that Dover thing. I don't know or whatever. But he said he was filming you, and he just picked it up on the mic. He was listening. He goes, "What? He's saying like that." And then he fought for the new TikTok oh channel. But that is brilliant because you're probably starting oh, a new terrorist channel. <laughs> yeah, you know for a fact one time it's going to be in the Have they? They yeah. found it. Yeah. Did they find it before you knew about yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. So put it in like we've got a family yeah, WhatsApp group. It's Come so well edited like, as well. Oh, how have they got that? So if if Worthing ever, <laughs> say if Worthing ever got to an FA Cup final and like you know oh, how they used to release the old charity songs, we got. I think we need to get Gary to play it over. Yeah, yeah. Get Hayden to do a proper mix of it. On that note, Adam, thanks again, and we'll speak to you next month or when we can next be bothered. Really. Yeah. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Great to hear from Adam, as per usual, sitting down, uh, entertaining us, uh, the new viral sensation that he is, and manager of the month, Vanarama National League South. Stu, um, obviously we're here right now, women are out training. I mean, another aspect of this club that is just smashing it right now, it must be amazing just to see that as well. Like, top of the league, like games in hand, into the into the semis of the uh, League Cup. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's just testament to how far the club's come over the six years that I've been here. I mean, six years ago, we barely had, a, well, we didn't have a youth structure. We didn't have a females team. Yeah, testament to, to where the club's gone, but also testament to like, what Kelly and John's hard work and Rad's hard work they put out on the pitch. They, I don't see as many games as I, as I, probably should and, and could because it's Sunday afternoon that's the only time I get off during the week so I try to go and see family if I can but yeah clearly they're doing really well so long may to continue yeah no it's it's one of those that we whenever we've watched them like we've watched them for the last few years and you know we can't get down to as many games because obviously you're on a Saturday like you know my work structure works from here on Saturday I'm probably working on a Sunday and you know also spent you know so family and it's not a detriment to it, but we do try but even just the improvement over the last few years as a youth coach would you like to see a, a female youth set up eventually yeah, 100% I would. Um, development Centre on a Friday night, we have a good number of um, young girls turn up, which is great to see. Um, and we want more and we want to continue with that. Pitch time is obviously limited for the, the groups we've got now, let alone anybody else. Um, so if we can get another pitch, maybe the Glen Owen, Worthing College, one of those lines, St Andrews, or whatever it may be, um, we can then look at doing that. And yeah, in the next two, three years, I'm sure that's going to be possible. Um, it's just finding that facility that can accommodate us and then having the right staff and and what we're what we're really good at is not not doing it um half-heartedly um we 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 need to do it properly and there's no point just jumping into something and not doing it doing it properly so well, talking about your yeah, pathway, obviously, we speak uh, tonight to Neve Anderson, who's a teacher at school. She tells us, and uh, she's started a coaching setup, and that's what she is. Let's go and speak to Neve now. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So we're joined tonight on the Rebel Yell Podcast by Neve Anderson. I said it right first, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's first point ticked. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. All right? I'm all good, yeah. Not yeah. bad, thank you. So I think we can start off. It's been a couple of months since we've been on the air. The season's going so well right now, isn't it? What's it like to be around the team right now? Um, it's it's fab yeah. actually. I, I had a tough season last season, um, and obviously joined at the beginning of this one, and had the nerves and the anxiety that you're never going to fit in and mm. all that kind of thing. But the girls have been tremendous, mm. um, and actually, I think we've all gelled really well. 
Yeah. Um, and it's just got better, obviously, yeah. from results and big games, especially games that are coming up and games that we've already had, we've done really well. Um, yeah, we noticed that. I mean, John obviously joined last season as the manager taken over and he, he brought in like some of his ex-players from Lewis and had some of the old Worthing lot. And we noticed last season how quickly everyone gelled. And, you know, if it hadn't been for Ashford in that league last year, I think, you know, it would have been promotion possibly. But yeah. you're looking pretty at the top of the table right now. Three games in hand, sitting joint, job, uh, joint top with Fulham. Is it time to dream yet, or are you just focused on each game? Because uh, we found this with the men's team last year, didn't we, Spencer? Like, you know, you, you can't help but sort of start thinking around this time. It's kind of like starting to get the business in. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally having a conversation today with, with some family friends, and we just said that actually, it's, I think it's too early. Yeah. Just because we're, actually, we're not halfway through yet, just because mm. there's so many games behind, and we did so well in the FA Cup. Yeah. So, um, I think it's a bit early to start yeah. to start dreaming, but personally, I take every game as it comes. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of the FA Cup, obviously, oh. got the run going in the League Cup as well. Yeah. So, sure, that's been enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, we always love cups because you, you can come up against anyone. I mean, coming up against MK Dons is a big battle for us, um, and I, I think if we'd battle just a tiny bit harder we probably would have come up in that oh, game that must have been we we, I, I, so, we couldn't so we couldn't get there I, think, I, we, I was going away I think you, you weren't able to go but we were so gutted because it was like following. you were literally what minutes away from winning and literally just just fell apart yeah. and it must have been so not demoralising but I mean what was the feeling after it's just gutting yeah absolutely like gutting is the, is the right word like I think as a team we put in it we put in a lot for yeah. that game we expected a lot from them yeah. um, but our reaction was we're not going to let a team that's just above us beat us. But I think if there's little things in every game that you can look at, can't you? And it's just oh, like, it's football. yeah, football. pretty much like one extra pass and we probably would have got yeah. through kind of but, thing. But yeah, even even then, you know, the, the achievement of that game and yeah. how near we were Absolutely. to a team, to a team at high level. Yeah. And I, I, I was, after that game, I said, we're, we're really not that far off no. then. At all, no. actually, we we probably could have beaten them on a on another, another day, day. Another day, yeah. exactly. Um, so it's it's good, that, and it was a good opportunity for us to see what it might be like if if we go up. So yeah, yeah good, good test, to, isn't it? Like absolutely. you can set the standard, and if you can compete with them that well, and you know maybe a couple of defensive mishaps or something have cost you the game. I think well, those things you just sort of nip in the bud, and you could have any other day. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about your your career, your football. What started your footballing journey? Like where, where did it come about from? Um, it's a hard question. I mean, I rem- I don't remember the first time I kicked the no. ball. Um, Your family big into football? Not really. So my, my my granddad on my mum's side, he he was a big Liverpool fan, so he was constantly like talking about like Steven Gerrard and Torres yeah. and all of that kind of thing. Um, I, I literally found out a few weeks back that my granddad used to play in Sweden oh, on my dad's that. side. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that's probably yeah. where it's come from. Um, but like. Mum and dad are always saying that I've been kicking the ball since I was able to walk. Mm. So it's always been in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then started off just in a boys' team and grassroots and kind of worked myself up as, as it went. Um, ended up playing for Centre of Excellences at 12 because you get to that point when the FA said you couldn't play with boys anymore. Yeah, um, and that's when it all kicked off a bit further and Fulham are in there and Chelsea are in there yeah. and Brighton and... West so what clubs have you actually played for before you come to Worthing? Um, so I played, I've started off in Centre of Excellences at Fulham mm-hmm. um, and then went through Brighton, Hampshire, Chelsea was there for a couple of seasons. Um, 
And then I was in West Ham under 23s whilst I was at uni. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then sulked in last season and then came across over here. So, yeah, it's been quite a, quite a journey, actually, to be fair. <laughs> so, so just, just, just out of interest then, so how does that work that, you know, you were at sulked in last year? So how does that work with the approach from, from Worthing? Um, I mean, it, it, it's never easy. Um, but they were having a change of management and most of the players there have, have gone and departed as well. So obviously, um, Chloe Winchester here, she, we yeah. came together pretty yeah. much. Um, and Kiwi Price, I'm, I'm good friends with her. So she was just like, if there's, if there's any chance of a look in, come and have a look. I'll see yeah. what you think. Um, and then I had a call from John and he was like, do you want to come, come and have a session? And, it was great. So I was like, yeah. What, what, like, obviously seeing it from the outside, you've seen like, what the men's team did last season up in the, like, National League South now. Was, what drew you to Worthing? Because obviously, you, you, you obviously wanted the change and you, you saw what John's done. Was it the fact what John had done in that one season or was it like, you know, the ambition of the club? I think looking at some of the players that he signed and the players that I know of here already, that was a big draw. I, I felt as if I could be connected well with them and gel well with them. Um, Obviously, John's great. <laughs> conveniently, <laughs> conveniently, John walks into the room as Neve's talking about John. So, um, yeah, I think that was time. Excellent. Is she starting on, on Sunday then, John? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got to um, say more than that. Yeah, no comment. Um, but yeah, and everything that John said to me about his ambitions and how where he wants the club yeah. to go was like, yeah, okay. Mm. Like, and for me, it's been a, a good, very good decision. Yeah. I've been, I'm enjoying every minute. I mean, we just see, we've come to women's games for the past three, four seasons and you just see how the quality has just improved dramatically and it's shown on the pitch, it's shown the club. I think it's the same with the men's team and the women's team. They're just such a bond with the players. You know, you get ones coming in and out all the time. So it's such a, such a, Great thing. When we yeah. came to the <laughs> FA Cup game, wasn't it? The, the thrashing, the Sutton game. Like, yeah. but, but, it's, but it's everyone we speak to for, for this podcast. Yeah, everyone says, "Oh, it's such a team, and everyone gets on really well." And, yeah, you know that 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 that's surely a positive on the pitch as well. That everyone gets on well off it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think as a bunch of bunch of all of us, we get on well. Mm. Um, like we, even if, if even if like there's a little tussle on the pitch, we'll be like, it's it's a pitch thing. As soon as they're off, we're like, yeah, all right. All mates again. Next thing. A few drinks in the bar. Yeah. Um, so what, what does Neve do outside of work then? What, outside of football, what is your sort um, of I'm a sports graduate yeah. at a private school. Um, but I specialise in the girls' football there. So just saying all the improvement in girls' football is is starting in schools as well now, and it's fab, fab yeah, to see. It's yeah, it is, yeah. So um, obviously England winning the Euros this year must have just been such a boost for the whole women's game. Have you found that in school as well? Have you found yeah. like, this massive sort of boost for the girls um, starting out? I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to be at the final. Um, oh, wow. And it Very was jealous. incredible. Um, and I also no idea how I managed to win a signed shirt by the girls as well. Oh, you want to, oh, what was wow. that? Um, just enter on I just social entered media. and... It came, it came through. You've got so it framed in everything. It's like in that. a frame, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's, it's in a frame up at school. Neve's covered off the interesting facts without us asking. There you go. And she <laughs> met Jeff first. Yeah, well, so. doubles. Yeah. You're going to ask me another well, one now. You need to take that picture outside Jeff's statue and everything like that. You know. 
Um, so yeah, and I the shirt is up at school at the moment. So the girls walk in, they see it, they see that inspiration. So and I think it'd be better though. You've got that. That's amazing. But imagine if you had a league winners medal. Well, there at the you end go. Of the season, I think that'd be even better. Plaque and you can bring John in and take the trophy. <laughs> Yeah, he's little. Um, he don't give everything anything away, does he? <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it must be amazing to see them all starting that grass because obviously you were there once. And you know, do you feel that this is a turning point for the women's game? Do you think, like, you know, give it the next few years? I think so. I mean, it, it, there's still a long way to go, I think, but it's definitely moving forwards a lot faster than I think anyone could think of. Um, and obviously, them winning the Euros has boosted that incredibly fast. It's testament for people like yourself that are obviously doing it as a professional as well. Because yeah. you've got to start that off young and, you know, you're doing it in there and playing for a team like Worthing and it's yeah. such an achievement as well as doing it for things. So you're going to have these girls look up to you and go, well, Miss plays for Worthing, yeah. Miss has won the league. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, the, the girls at, at school, they are, they, they're 13. So they've got their stars in their eyes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's still a tough challenge to be like sometimes you're, you're not going to make it and it is a it is a hard rock to kick when that happens yeah um so it's for someone who's been through ups and downs in my entire career of football it's it's nice to be able to give them almost like a, someone like a role model to yeah. speak to when yeah. i can and, and even on the basis of like the euros you know young girls whose role model may have been say a harry kane it's now suddenly a best mate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got an English of Chloe Kelly's name on the back, so. <laughs> Mine's best mate. She's, she's yeah. a, a baller. Yeah. I can't even. It's amazing. No, it's just so good. And, you know, it's just amazing seeing, you know, with everything going on here, it just must be such a great moment to be in the women's game. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. But, like, even just being at school, like, the boys now. Like when I first started at the school, they were all like, oh, yeah, she's going to know what she's doing. Yeah. And you see videos <laughs> playing and, and that kind of thing. Like we show them people scoring here and they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, so then can play when too. you do have that medal at the end of the season, you can <laughs> wave it in their face going, no, I can't play football, can I? You know? yeah, um, so just wrapping this interview up, we always ask, we've said it at the beginning, you can't say Jeff Hurst now, you can't say English. Yeah, Come on, spot. now we've got to have, now we've got to have an interesting, well, you just open yourself up for these things, don't you? So interesting fact or... Other celebrity in that? I mean, something. can we not just have a biscuit question? Okay, let's go back to Gina's <laughs> old biscuit question. What is your favourite biscuit? And a why? chocolate digestive. Yeah. It's Dunk so it into boring, a coffee but or a tea. So good. Oh, coffee. Coffee, yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Have you ever tried the Kit Kat, though? Bite both ends off and suck it through that. No. Amazing. Try that at school tomorrow. Big question with a chocolate digestive. Go on. Is when you eat it, what side do you eat the chocolate? Chocolate's got to be on the top. <laughs> and you have to hold it kind of like underneath so, so that the chocolate doesn't go on your fingers. Your taste senses are on your tongue <laughs> so the chocolate's got to be on the bottom well on that bombshell we're talking arguing about chocolate <laughs> on a football podcast um social media you on social media for anyone wants to follow you uh, i'm on instagram i'm yeah. not really on instagram but a little bit yeah, yeah. um what's your username Twitter, just for people uh it is this is where we, i also forget that they? like it's like, all the great, it's like i actually can't remember uh nasa underscore zero two there you go which as in space NASA. if you want well if you want the interesting fact my initials are nasa <gasps> There you go. Out of this world. Out of this world, indeed. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Speaking to Neve there, um, Spence, it's really good to like, you know, I love sitting down with the players anyway to hear a bit about them, but... <laughs> Neve, it's, it's great to hear from Neve and you know you actually enjoyed that it was great talking to her but you know, it's just good to see that she's involved in this pathway for young female players and you know I'm sure as as one of the women's team players here she'd love to see an academy as we said to Stu yeah and, you know she said you know being a teacher and working with 
with with young girls and you know the inspiration that's near there after the after the Euros. You know, it's a big opportunity now for 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 all clubs really, yeah. but you know, hopefully especially Worthing, you know, to to really be tapping into that that kind of talent that's that's there and really you know getting into you know young girls that are getting into football. Oh, I really hope we'll see it sometime. Um, and as I said to her there, it would be quite good to wave her medal around in the faces of people that are saying, oh, is she going to be any good and stuff like that. Um, and the person that's going to help them get there is John Donoghue. So there we sat down with John as per usual and uh, had a really good chat about uh scene so far. And God, they're smashing it, aren't they? Yep. And, uh, you know, yeah. We love, we are, we're quite open, aren't we? We love job and think is, we, let alone the players we think is an inspiration. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. John. Hello. Top of the league. Yeah. Three games in hand. The last time we spoke, you weren't top of the league. You were nearly there. Yeah. What's it like? Right? What's it like to be around? We spoke to Neve just now, as you know, like, um, obviously you can't, you can't look ahead yet, but it must be. No, we're as only a manager, 50% yeah. Yeah. the way through the season so what was nice was to catch up a few league games mm. to be able to see where the points mm. you know settled in terms of where where we were so you know you've got games in hand you still got to win them so we were lucky enough to to beat Millwall who were obviously the top of the league they was that the testing point would you say for the season yeah I think so because it's not normal it's certainly in our league it, you don't play every team once first half of the season and every team once the second half of the season. You know, some teams we've already played twice, but we haven't played others once. Um, probably because we had a good cup run mm. and some games get called off. So it was nice to, to play against Millwall, knowing they were the top of the league. They'd scored a few goals, so that, that was good. Um, but now we're starting to see how the other teams have sort of started to, to get their games back. So Ebbsfleet, obviously... Um, Fulham, those sort of teams. Yeah, moved up, yeah, you know, Salt Dean have got their games back as well that they've played. So, you know, some have still got more games played than us. Mm-hmm. But of course, you, you want to play those and win points, don't you, really? So, so it's, you know, you mentioned Millwall mm. as, a, as a sort of a bit of a mark. The M word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should don't say that. Don't tell no. Yeah, what a performance in that game. Yeah. If you're painting that down as a marker. Yeah, I, you know, I think it was more of a case of, you know, they, they're always a challenging team to play against. They were last season. We played really well against them last season and drew one and lost one. So it was a matter of let's see if we can, you know, perform better, probably more physical than we need, than we, we have been. We needed to step that they, side they, up. They were physical too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we've got some other tough games coming up, so it'd be nice to get them out the way and won. Yeah, absolutely. Cup, you talked about cups. Yeah. You're pretty, doing pretty well in one cup at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, so it's semi-final of the League Cup. Mm. So I think, we, yeah, we got there last season, didn't we? Yeah, we played Dartford last season in the semi-final and lost, I think it was 1-0, one, one so we lost narrowly. So, um, yeah, we've done quite well in cups. Has a draw happened for the semi yet? Yeah, we got yeah. Fulham. Fulham. Yeah, Fulham. Uh, league and sort of, you know. Yeah, so we got Fulham away. I think it's March the if some, there's a, there's a free date in March, and basically that was set aside for the for the semi final. So we've got that one to come, um, but then we've got to play Fulham in reasonably quick succession, home and away, sort of later in March as well. So yeah, that would be uh, interesting. Yeah, so it's I mean it's just a testament to see like you know we were saying to me like the season's just 
it just seems to be going right at the moment. Like you just seem the team just seems so good and gelled together. It must mm. be good to see, especially with the new additions you had at the beginning of the season. It is. We've got some real good characters, yeah. real sound players as well in terms of them as people. Um, and that's always nice to have because, like you say, when you do have a bit of a spat with someone and you're both sound people, you both go, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have got, got, I got yeah. the hump then I shouldn't really have done. And then they resolve it straight away um, rather than dwelling on it. And, and that can be a problem, especially with such a small group of players because we're only one team. We haven't got reserves. We mm. haven't. It's hard to bring other players in. So we've got to make sure we keep them all on the ball mentally. Um, focused on the game, but also physically. We had a period of where we had to really look after a couple of players where we couldn't really play and they didn't really train because you lose two players, you lose another couple from injury, all of a sudden you've got one sub. Mm. And I think that is our biggest thing is, is to steer, steer clear of that. You know, we're going to get it. We're going to get injuries and we're going to get, you know, a bit bit um, lighter numbers so yeah we more, just have more to... games and if the game's starting to come thick and fast you know especially cup run etc yeah. as well so and you're you know, more stretched fixtures being thrown in. but you know when we played Crawley Wasps and MK Dons we picked up a couple of injuries that week because the players had to play above the level they've been used to on a weekly basis you know our best teams in our league including us are probably not at the top end of the level in two tiers above yeah, yeah. physically change of direction all of those things so you're trying to attain a higher level of performance you're gonna stretch a few muscles etc aren't you yeah yeah i mean the target must be now i mean you've obviously got semi last year. it must be to get to the final oh, it'd be great it'd be great to get to yeah. a final i think the team i think the players deserve it certainly the players from last season who, who put the efforts in and the players how they've stepped up this season so the new ones to think you know in terms of how we performed and how we train they deserve to to get to a final is there any areas that you feel that need strengthening at the moment or do you think you've got the like complete sort of model for the team i think now? i think in terms of goal scoring that was a bit more of a problem last season but we've got more spread of goal scorers <laughs> well that that's that's the thing and the good thing is we've got a variety of, yeah. of, of goal scorers we um, sometimes we still concede, but I think that's because we're trying to play. And when you lose the ball and you're open, you yeah. sometimes get little yeah. gaps that, yeah. that yeah. teams can, can pick you off. So I think, you know, you don't accept that because you'd like not to, but, you know, you do understand that if you're attacking so much, yeah. one, long, one quick ball forward, you can isolate, uh, get yeah. isolated. And as a kind of a supporter, an amateur on the sidelines, yeah. you know, it's very clear to see that, we're a team that plays very much on the front foot. Yeah. So yeah. then, therefore, you are always going to get caught on the yeah. break now and again. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the highlights, we've got lots of players in that attacking third of the pitch. Um, so, we, yeah, we need to think about that. And, you know, when you play against teams probably of equal ability, so the ones that are at top of the league, obviously they have the ball for some of the period of the game. So you, you, you probably haven't got so many players flooding forward at times. Albeit we want to try and score, and that's what we're saying, try and play, like you said, on the front foot and yeah. try and score some goals and win the ball up nice and high. You know, that's why we play three strikers up there is to get the ball as quick as we can back and, and, and try and get some opportunities. Yeah. Are you um, going to be uh, able to catch these games up in the sort of short term, these three in hand, or is it sort of spread out towards the end of the season? We've now got to the probably the end of last week in May, we've got fixtures now, whereas yeah. last season we finished in mid-April. Yeah, you mid-April, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. So we've got those fixtures put in. They didn't look to put any midweek games in. 
Um, we'd have struggled to play any midweek games here, to be honest, with everything that's used on the pitch. Yeah. But we thought they might put a couple of away games in, like this Acorns we're playing Sunday as yeah. north of Crawley. We would have probably been able to play that as an away game, but they chose not to. So, well, I mean, we'll that, that works out quite well because I think the uh, playoff final finishes for the men's team is sort of made. So you have a joint celebration on the pitch, can you? Great, wouldn't it? <laughs> we all dream, yeah. we all dream. But one, one team goes up. Yeah, Can't make no, too I many mean, let, let, let's uh, let's uh, let's hope it's the women's this year because you're doing so well, John. Like, uh, just keep it up. It's brilliant to watch, and you know, we've really enjoyed what we have come and seen this yeah. season. So, um, thanks for sitting down with us as usual, and we look forward to seeing you. We'll try and make it next month, but it'll probably yeah. be about three months' time, knowing our yeah. luck. But no, we'll, we'll try before then. We'll try before the end of the season, we should say. But yeah, thanks again John brilliant appreciate yeah. it thanks this is the Rebel Yell podcast always good to speak to John Donoghue uh, he's just a really open and honest Spence isn't he and you know he's a, and I mean as a fan you're always going to uh, especially me, you know me for the time you have. I always get excited or too excited, but you obviously, too yeah, too excited. You do, <laughs> you do want to get. You do. You, you, it's a time of year that a fan would start thinking about oh, when they're sitting in a p- position like that. Because it was the same with us last year. You know, are we going to do it? And obviously, we did in the end. But they, it must be. He says he doesn't. I, I guess that's a professional mind of a professional manager. But you know, it must be tempting to sit there if I was like, well, we're going to do this, aren't we? Yeah, it, but, but but like like you touched on, you know, with the the weird things that happen with the fixtures with the with the women's games and there's some teams you haven't played yet some have played twice it's it, it, it's hard to, to to see our exact position at the table but just the performances and you know we discussed the you know the game against Millwall you know they're considering Millwall at the time were the biggest challenges and we absolutely swept them aside so fingers crossed Fingers crossed, fingers crossed indeed. Um, talk about um, managers' players, everything like that. We um, we do to have Josh Chambers on tonight to speak to as well as David Radari, who's coming up shortly. Unfortunately, Josh was resting uh, tonight. Uh, I think he's picked up a slight knock, so we'll try and get him on next month or whenever, as we keep saying, whenever we bother doing the next podcast. But um, we sat down with David Radari, who's returned to the club. Uh, when was it he returned? Was it uh, January or was it December? I think it might have been December, wasn't it? Oh, you put me on the spot. December. Anyway, he's, he's returned to the club since the last time he spoke and it's great to have him back. The away boys are now sponsoring me after Callum Key's departure. Um, talking he's going to break the curse. He's going to break the curse, yeah. Talking about Callum, we mentioned it to Stuart. It's disappointing to see him go, but I understand for personal reasons. But uh, Rodari, uh, he's, uh, as Spencer says, going to break the uh, curse, hopefully. And uh, we sat down and spoke to him about the curse and many other things. And I think we might have a new replacement for Pete by the sounds of it, don't you? Yeah, he's dead king. Watch it, Pete. <laughs> this is the Rebel Yell Podcast. We're sitting down with David Rodari here on the Rebel Yell Podcast. I have pronounced your name right before yes. I say it, yeah. So I'm sure you get every sort of pronunciation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, firstly, first time we can say welcome back to the club. I know you've been back a little while now. Um, you were a superstar here last season. We were gutted when you went. What was that like for you? Because obviously you were here playing so well week in, week out, and then Dawkins come in. Uh, to be fair, it was, it was one that I didn't expect yeah, yeah. just because I was doing so well and yeah. I was enjoying my football back again yeah. because obviously I was, out, I was out injured most of the half season with Crawley. Yeah. So then I came back, I started a few games, scored some goals and then obviously the, my manager at Crawley found me saying Dawkins manager wants to get you there alone and obviously I think it was... It wasn't an easy decision, but obviously I wanted to step up. Oh, I was trying to go up, as, yeah. as high as I can. And did Crawley then, cry and say that as well? Did they say they wanted you to go a level Yeah, higher? obviously, yeah. it's because it's more similar to like 
Yeah. Like League Two football conference, yeah. conference prem, if yeah. not harder, conference prem now. Yeah. So, yeah. so I just wanted to see what the level was like because it was the first time I played there. Well, I played the Eastman League with Hastings as well before. I played against Inch a few times, so I know what this kind of league was like. But it was good, obviously, because it was a winning side there, yeah. and then going to another winning side. So I. Could it, it was hard to say, not to say no, but it must have been a bit gutting as well because obviously you were there for when they obviously got promoted. But yeah, I bet you because you contribute quite a lot to the Worthy, you would love to have been here for like the same. Oh, day, yeah, I, like yeah. I said to him, save me a medal for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you missed, I don't know if you saw any of the parties in the bar we had. Oh, I did, yeah, I did trophy, see, yeah. You didn't, you weren't here to drink out the Ismail. To be trophy. fair, I did see all the lads out in Brighton because I went out yeah. as well, <laughs> so I just yeah. joined them for a bit. <laughs> we don't have a YouTube documentary. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we saw you on. Uh, we saw you on my challenges. Yeah, what with your hair was it? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. And, and good old, good old Mark. Good old Mark. Yeah. Um, obviously, beginning of the season. Um, just out of pure interest, uh, was there the opportunity to join Worthing again? And how come you went down to Dartford? Um, like, it was, was yeah. That... I, I think I was looking already for a loan because yeah. like, I got told to look for a loan because I wasn't in the plan yeah. properly. And then obviously Dartford came up through my agent which knew the manager then and obviously i went there done a few pre-season friendly and then i was like yeah i want to come and play for mm. you because i enjoyed it and obviously darford has always been a club in this league where he's done really well and got promoted a few years ago and then it was a hard one because then hinge messaged me right before i was going to sign oh, with them and i was like why have you just done that what, what yeah. do i do now because <laughs> yeah. i was i knew what hinge is like and what he brings out in me yeah, yeah. And, um, and obviously he knows about my history with injuries and stuff. So he looks after, he's always been looking after me. Mm. But then I think I just felt, because I've done the old preseason with Darford, I yeah. didn't want to just change straight away. Yeah. So I just went for, with Darford. And then obviously it was only, only it was a six month loan. So there was always a time I could have changed yeah. afterwards. And then obviously I changed. Did you feel it just didn't work out at Darford? That's why, like, when did Hinch contact you again at the end of the month? Did you say, look, see where we are and like, then come back? Yeah, I don't know. I think we started really well with Darford and then yeah. I started scoring. Then I got injured. I got a knock on my knee. So I was out for like five or six weeks. Yeah. And then I was in and out of the squads. And then I went back in for like six, seven games where I was playing. Yeah. But then like the style of play wasn't what suited me to yeah. get goals. And that's why I didn't get many goals. Yeah. Or even chances. Like, I was just more there. Just every ball was a scrap and I had to work my <laughs> ass off all the time. Yeah. Like, it was, but then... We won a lot of games, but it was only yeah. like a one nil, two yeah. one game. Yeah. So we didn't really score many goals, except like a few games. And then towards the last month, he just didn't play me. And I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm off. Go, yeah. I, I don't want to sit on the bench here. Did like, you know Worthing would come back in for you? Yeah, Nate contact, contacted me when I was playing and he said, I obviously was keeping in touch. Yeah. And I, I quite like that because yeah, I like good, to yeah, keep yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, in yeah, touch, yeah. especially Hinch. Cause he's a yeah, nice I, think, guy. I think Hinch and Nathan are very good, aren't they? Keeping oh, in yeah, touch this, this is a lovely club. Everyone's like, it's more like a family here as yeah. well. Yeah. So. And then obviously, from what you said then as well, you know, it's sort of the, the it's more attacking open football. Oh, yeah. Like I get loads play. of chances here. Like, I, honestly, I love it. Even with the lads, and the best thing is that we play football. Like, Darford, yeah. no disrespect to them because no, they're second yeah, in the yeah, league. Yeah, of course, they're doing something. But they don't play right, football. Yeah. Like, we literally don't. They didn't play football at all. Is it just when you saw us beating them at home <laughs> in, uh, in the first and then we beat them here? And, yeah, that, <laughs> and I saw how much that goal meant to you as well. Oh, yeah. scored, was like, it, like, was it nice to get I think it's because obviously like, I was there and then towards the last month they didn't play and I was like, all right. You just wanted I, to I stuff need, it up and then, yeah, 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 yeah. But then it was nice because he messaged me after the game, actually. The after the game. I was like, well done. Like, yeah, um, you're a good guy. Like, and I, 
hope he works out and stuff. Yeah. So it was nice to see him again. So I might have to ask, like, do you think like your time at Crawley's done, or are you not sure? You can you not say like, uh, like you don't want to be uh, in a situation? Honestly, yeah, like, yeah, he's pretty much yeah. Done, so could we maybe see David Rodari as a permanent Worthing player in the future, possibly. Fucking, you know what? Like there is a good chance, yeah. yeah cause well, now the away boys sponsor you. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we've got a jinx because <laughs> yeah. Callum Keeley we sponsored and he left with yeah, last yeah. season. Who was it last season? Oh, we sponsored oh, someone. It was the striker. Oh, I forgot his name. It was the striker. We we sponsored so it, the away yeah, boys have got a jinx. So please don't leave because the <laughs> jinx just going to oh, continue. Yeah. Like so, and I think we'd be more than happy if you were to sign. But you seem to be if enjoying it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You seem to be enjoying it here I, right now. I want to go where, just on the pitch. I yeah. want to go somewhere where I can enjoy. It. And the manager knows what can bring the out to bring the best out of me and looks after yeah. me mostly. Yeah. Because even at Crawley, I didn't. The first year when I Johnny Ems, yeah, Johnny he, M. he knew about my injuries and that's why he signed me and he looked after me as well. Yeah. And then, like this year, like they just didn't care. Yeah. The manager's there. So. Well, well, but the club's, uh, it's like we don't well, want to talk well, too we well, but it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a yeah, down, but it's like it's a little bit crazy what's going on at Crawley yeah, at the moment. Yeah. It just seems it's a shame because you've seen, I used to live in Crawley. I saw when they like got to the FA Cup against United and you know, when they got promoted from the National League, and you know, it's amazing, but it's looking odds on now that they're going to be back in that National League next season. It's yeah, just such a shame. I'll, I don't think they'll get relegated by it'll be it'll be like a really tough tough yeah. battle, yeah. Yeah. But um David Rodari, the person, what do you do outside of football? Uh I <laughs> well I I have like a side business with uh, so I live with my two best mates. We moved in together like six months ago and we started this business about a year and a half ago. And it's about like online coaching and helping upcoming athletes playing non-league like because my two best mates one of them used to play for Stevenage so he okay. went from Hastings to Stevenage mm -hmm. and the other guy went from Sutton to no Hastings to Sutton okay right. so we all been professional footballers yeah. to see what it looks like and how we got there so we're just trying to help any young players like under 18 or Brilliant. even like, even even older just like you can do it like it's not yeah. it's not easy but it's not impossible and it's going well yeah yeah, yeah. we we got yeah. about 20 25 people that some comes and goes there's a yeah. few that stays and stuff yeah it's just something that yeah. we do as well as a backup plan in case mm -hmm. football you know i've had injuries where i had to yeah you've something. got to have a backup plan especially yeah. at like the non-league level you say again especially like you know you have injuries you need something yeah. to fall back on in case you had that awful news that it was an ending injury you've got to have something in the background so that must be quite tough yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so um we always round up our interviews with the players, um, telling them and asking them an interesting fact about themselves. So, David, for, for the listeners, what is an interesting fact about yourself? <laughs> you know what? Apart from being a viral sensation on a bunch of amateurs. There is a funny one. <laughs> is it repeatable on air? I don't know. I mean, I could say, I actually don't care. Like, yeah, that's it. We're, like, we're all fans. No, like, 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 no one's listening. Uh, she's coming in to yeah, watch yeah, now. No, yeah. no, no one's listening. Is that your other half? <laughs> 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 pretend to be now and <laughs> um, i've got two. oh yeah i've got two actually i recently i've been i've been i found a farm near my house and i've been going to see horses okay i, ju I just feed them and all right, right yeah right? and oh. I, I literally enjoy it like honestly yeah. i stay there for about the a few caring hours. compassionate stuff we should have had this out by yeah. valentine's day it's, oh, man, like it's connecting with nature and yeah. the second one <laughs> to fall asleep when i go to when i go to bed i have to watch Cartoons. I don't know why. <laughs> what type of cartoons? You know, what, I watch 
<laughs> Watch a lot of Mr. Bean. I don't know why. Fair enough. It's just because it's so relaxing. I don't know why. Brilliant. So <laughs> I think that, that's got beats, that beats Wayne Rooney. There's definitely Wayne Rooney yeah. famously has to have the Hoover on to go to sleep. Oh really? Well, yeah. there's got to be a chant made about him watching Mr. Bean now. Surely, come on away, boys. Let's think of a David Ridley and Mr. Bean, like sort of. Uh, Hayden's over there. He sing. He, he makes some of the chants. Can you think of something about that, mate? Come on, Mr. Bean and David Ridley. You've got it. Yeah. You've you've lost it now, David. But thank you for joining us on no the podcast problem. and. Uh, enjoy seeing you on the pitch and continue the great work mate thank you very much cheers this is the rebel yell podcast good to sit down and chat to him entertaining uh, it's quite a funny word he, he's, he's he's a really entertaining friendly guy and uh yeah well i think we need to get him back for a end of season special yeah we'll get him to co-present it at the end of season with us or something it'll be a laugh but um it's only because he walked through the bar that he actually caught him otherwise we wouldn't have had anyone tonight <laughs> we'd have to go and nab someone from somewhere but moving on Stu, any sort of uh, any details about you know the, the club the, the refurbishment behind the goal? Like, what's the sort of plan for? That? Are you really it's sort of in cahoots with that, or is it just something that's not? Because obviously you're down here a lot. We know, like, yeah, I don't get told a lot, mate. To be quite honest with you, um, nah, I don't really know too much except from the fact that it's just obviously just getting tarmacked, and so we can. The, the idea is obviously our attendance levels can go up to close to three and a half, which is amazing. Um, and again, testament to how far the club's coming. I've got a photo from when I first joined, um, looking from the stand outwards, and there's about four people behind the dugouts on a, on a league game. And now we're looking to get three and a half thousand. So I think sometimes it's important to, to take a step back. And I know that everybody's very keen for the club to push on to National League, but also sometimes to take a step and think, actually, we're doing all right. Do you know what I mean? We're, 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 we've come far. We've come very far over a short period of time. Um, but no, obviously the boys, um, boys when they had their first pre-match meal on Saturday, um, over at the bowls club, um, which was, um, good. Um, clearly didn't help the result. So that maybe, uh, <laughs> things changed and, uh, maybe it didn't go down too well. But no, they went over there. We had, um, we met at 11.30, walked around as a team to the bowls club. Um, we had pasta, fruit and, tuna and chicken and coffees and teas all serve for them and had a little bit of a social so I think that'll be the norm moving forward um, there's going to be a gate added um, to the just to the left of the change rooms um, to allow easy access to the bowls club so we can have our parking over there players parking VIP dinners and and committee dinners over there as well um, which is great um, so yeah so Mate, it's, again, it's evolving every day. Um, there's more stands being added to the, to the main stand here, uh, under the bar, above the bar even. Um, so, yeah, this honestly, Mike and Ange, Ange in particular, are working their, their socks off with the grants. Um, yeah, again, it's come when I first joined, I had four or five people here and time was limited. And now you've got a team of people that are just really dedicated and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that, that's a huge step up that we, we've now got used to the Bowls Club because... You know, well, that, I, know, I know Barry was talking about it earlier on in the season, and we wondered if nothing was happening because we hadn't seen it. If it was interesting, that's happened. Yeah, or... let's have all that pre-match, post-match, and sponsors, it's, VIPs. It's the, it's the next bit. It's the next bit for in terms of professionalism. Uh, it's the next bit that gets us closer to being a full-time and a pro setup here, and that's where we want to get to. And um, having that facility there, where we can have our pre-match, um, Hinch will eventually do his team talks over there, so the changing room will be a kind of change you uh, a player. Um, only zone almost pre-match um, so yeah it's that next bit where and also like, obviously the football world's quite small in terms of people everybody knows everybody so if you can attract players and get players can say actually we've got a pre-match we've got this we've got that uh, the gym obviously get, we'll get full use of the gym with bar and, and facilities over there soon I understand as well so all of these will just help to drive income but also attract players which is really important 
really important. Do you think it will be, will there be a gate there for fans or is this literally just going to be a club staff thing for like just coming in or could it be used as a high capacity event thing? Um, not sure about the fans element of it. I think initially it will just be a case for all to be a steward there mm-hmm. um, and you'll be kind of signed in, signed out. Players will park over there. Um, committee members will go there for their food post-match pre-match um, Gareth, yeah, Gareth, <laughs> Gareth will definitely be over there I'm sure he will um, be over there for his food um, yeah obviously long term I'm guessing the fan zone will be the bar and yeah. I'm guessing we're going to put a, a tent over the fan zone by the container bar as well so yeah it's all exciting stuff mate it is yeah and I think we just said as I said it's a test run. and you know it's we've said it to Hinch you know we said it between ourselves it's quite hard to not dream like you know we are in the promotion playoff zone at the moment and I think this Saturday's game is goes out on a Friday yeah I mean it's it, it must be a, it's it's got to be how do you sort of stop yourself from getting carried away because we're saying as a fan you get carried away and I know you're a fan of the club as well but you're also a member of staff here so you've got to remain professional but surely sometimes you're saying oh we are doing all right aren't we and you know it could actually happen um it's a good question mate I mean I mean Hinch meet up once or twice a week for lunch at, uh, in Broadwater um, or coffee and we sit there for about an hour and a half just talking about the club, talking about what we want to do, where we want to get it to. Um, I think it's important to, to to dream big and to aim high and to always think of new ideas and to um, and, and to, to keep wanting to push on. But I think it's also important to, to sometimes take a step back, like I said already, and, and realise how far we've come. Um, but also create, create realistic dreams and realistic aims um, and only really focus on stuff that you can influence yourself. So things like for me personally, making sure the change room's professional and a good atmosphere for the boys to give them the best pre-match you can. And then also making sure that, that I'm getting or helping to get the next Finley Chadwick and the next Lewis Fawn into the first team. And that's all I can do really. Um, but yeah, we're always thinking, I mean, Hinch, lives and breathes the club as well. Um, he wants to go National League. He wants full-time. He wants big things. Um, you've got to keep hold of him, for starters. Um, but <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things we've said, like, you know, we, we have said amongst us, you know, the risk is, is we do really bloody well and we get into the playoffs, which is looking quite possible right now. And someone comes and says, what the work Hinch has done with not much money, what's he going to do with a little bit of money? And, you know, I know he's worthy, he loves worthy here and it would take a lot to tempt him away, but there's always, it's the same with the players, it's the same with staff, you know, you do well and all your hard work can be just undone just like that. that that's what, um, that's what success does, mate, unfortunately, yeah. do you know what I mean? Especially when you're in lower leagues, people realise how successful you, you, you are and I think we want that, hmm. to be honest with you. I want play, um, coaches, um, coaches, clubs to come in for Hinch, I want clubs to come in for Joel's and Harrison's and and people that, and for them to look, not at the same time, no, ideally not, but for them to come in and and put offers in and to be interested. And I saw the scout list, I was in the office today, I saw the scout list from Saturday, from Tuesday night, we had Watford, Reading, like big, big clubs in the area coming in to to watch us. So it can only be good, good that's happening and you'll get word for it. And then he, you'll get known for it, should I say, and any young players in, in around Sussex that just got dropped out of Brighton or Southampton, or Pompey or whatever it may be will want to come here like Liam Vincent and yeah it's just good we just need more of it yeah. just need more of it you know those players will may move on but then they've, they've set up the example for, for others to come in and go yeah to, to follow you just, hope you, just get, you just hope you get that balance of um, success and reward rather than just um, players coming in and we making them who they are and then they just go we want to get success as well in terms of financially 
looks after um, for the hard work that you put in, but also um, you want to climb up the table and climb up the leads and, and reap that benefit of it as well. So it's just getting that balance, isn't it? I think we've done that well over the last couple of years. Um, National League's a whole different setup, a oh, whole yeah. different oh. world in terms of staff, um, facilities, you, overnight stays. It's just a complex, which one I, I, I'm desperate to go and experience, experience. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know how that would affect it's, my work, but it would be something that I would have to do. It's, it's discussions we've had before, like as fans, you know, if we went up that whole, yeah, the travel, the booking hotels, the overnights, the meals. It's just like you look at the high, look at Dorking, for an example, and you know, I like Mark White a lot, but he, you could see the whole, it's, it's a struggle. Like I think, you know, mate, I don't know if he's underestimated it, but you know, he, it, it just shows like the, how dominant they mm. were in the national South yeah. and they've gone up to the national. I thought they would have done a lot better than they have, but they're lingering sort of mid bottom table right now. And it is crazy, isn't it? But, you think? Yeah. And the national league, it's a really, I've not got the numbers. It's a really high percentage of Northern teams. It's actually quite low. Is it? Yes, yeah, so if you look at it, I think there's a lot of... I've got the table, but there's a lot of um, teams based within like two or three... I looked at it the other day, and I've got two or three hours radius of where we are, like London, Wildstone. Um, there's a few northern teams, like far northern teams. But yeah, if you actually look at it, I don't think it's as, as bad as you as you think. Um, to be honest, I might be wrong. I might have underestimated that. But yeah, so I mean, look, I guess we'll worry about that when we get there. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's I mate, I promise you, if we if we get to national league and I'm full time, I will go out in the nights out and gates it. I promise you that. I promise you that. Oh mate, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's that's the whole. If we go full time, right? We need staff. We need full time members of staff. We need catering. We need one of the coaches. That, one we of need the everything. The full time is the um, beers. You can't drink beers, so that's a big problem. That's a big funding issue, isn't it for the club? Yeah, yeah. There's lots of that to think about. Lots of that. Um, how pre-match would work, your hospitality. It's and just the players as well. We players, like oh my players God. To go to there, you know? No, no, no. Naturally, some, some of our players that you'd want to take to the National League would probably drop out because they've got family commitments. It's yeah, understandable. Okay, um, the size of the squad with the budget, you'd probably look at have a, a smaller squad with higher pay players topped up by youth um, rather than a big squad because naturally you wouldn't be able to afford. I mean, if you're, I'm guessing, but if you've got players on 500 quid a week, um, you know, I mean, it soon eats into your eats into your budget. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good problem to have, yeah. and luckily a problem that I don't have to worry about. The board no. worry about that, but uh, well, I think we need to stop getting ourselves carried away as we wrap up this podcast for because um, it gets me too excited. I won't be able to sleep tonight with all the plans. But uh, we've got quite a lot of important games coming up. As I said, this is when the run starts. Uh, Spence, we've got some good away days coming up. I think start with Oxford United. When you listen to this podcast, it will be out just before Oxford. Looking forward to that. I think that will be a turning point of the season. I reckon that Oxford, it, well, turning point, I say, it'll be a real marker, I think, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know who we're playing after Oxford, oh, it's, to be quite honest with you. Is it Saturday, really? Yeah, okay, so. yeah, I don't look any further than tomorrow, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, mate. It's, it's, it's just another game, really, if I'm honest with you. We've got 45 more points up for grabs, um, so anything can happen. Um, just got, it's literally is the same with everybody here. It's just game by game and, and aim for the top three. I mean, it's got to be our aim, top three. Um, get that home tie in the playoffs. Um, there's still a bit of hints that I know wants to finish champions. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not letting you off. You never know. 
strange things happen. 100%. Um, it's just been frustrating. We're just dropping points over the season where from good positions and, and conceding goals where we shouldn't. But, um, but Jesus Christ, we're fifth in the league, our first league and first yeah. time in the National League itself. So, you know, the, the start of the season and the run we had, and, you know, I think we were 10 games unbeaten, something like that. Yeah. And you think, oh, the, bub- the bubble's going to burst and, it, you know, give it time. And then here we are in the middle of Feb and we're still sitting fifth in the table. No, I think it's the reality of it. But, you know, uh, any of us would have taken this this time last year when we were desperately trying to win the Isthmian Premier League. And if you had said to me in February, end of February 2023, we're going to be sitting in the playoff zone of the National League, which we pretty much sat in. Well, I don't Have we left the playoff zones? I don't think we have. We have yeah. But like the odd game, but we've been in that playoff zone for them. If you take 100% of the season, you, we would have been in there like so far. We'd have been there maybe 90% of the time. And who would have thought that? And I think, you know, it's an exciting journey we want to go on. Um, I think by next edition of this podcast, I think we'll realise what the season's ending up at. But, you know, if it does end up not in the playoffs, I think we can be proud of the achievement we've done this season. If it does, we're going to enjoy that ride of the playoffs. And you never know. You never know. And I think I did joke with Barry after the Dover game when I saw him. I did say, Barry, you better get your wallet out, mate, because I think it's going to happen. He just goes, don't even talk to me about that. We are playing Ebbsfleet away. Why don't you go and tap him up, Stu? Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite that good salesman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The Qataris are looking somewhere to invest. Yeah, yeah. No, forget Man United. They want uh, Worthing FC. But on that on that note, I think it's been another good couple of months here. Um, just remember, if you are booking away travel, wfcsatravel.co.uk. Now, do not book it through the website because the club aren't supplying coaches anymore. Um, Gary, the Sports Association, are now booking at the same sort of prices. But just go on the website, wfcsatravel.co.uk. Thanks again to our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical for their continued support of the podcast and commentaries. Maybe we'll get Pete back next month, but we've got two people we can call on now, Spence. Where is Pete, by the way? Where I don't know. He said he can't make it tonight. I'm not even going to delve into it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, lesson, but bless him. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants a little violin on his shoulder, like the wealth of the worlds. Yeah. Get the Rebel Yell commentary. Yeah, Rebel Yell commentary every match day when Pete is allowed to come to football. He wasn't allowed on Valentine's Day. He was he's sending Cupid's arrow towards Mandy, wasn't he? Is that an innuendo? I really, yeah, I don't. Maybe on this bombshell, we need stop. to stop now. Let's stop recording. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.